Around this time of year, the church celebrates the enthronement of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords that we sang about together in Psalm 47. We gather together, we celebrate, we sing psalms and hymns praising the dominion and the rule of King Jesus Christ. We praise him because he has the victory and he is ruling from heaven forever and ever. We thank him because he continues his work in the world through us. If you look closely at your text, you can see that everything that Jesus promises about what believers will do hinges on his ascension into heaven. He says you will do greater works than these and receive whatever you ask in my name because I am going to the Father. Our Lord Jesus already told the disciples that he was going to prepare a place for them in his Father's house and that he would come again to take us to our eternal dwelling. And now in the verse of our text, he tells us what is going to happen in the meantime. In our text, the Lord Jesus is addressing the question of what the church can expect to see in the time after his ascension and before his return. He talks to us about what we can expect even today as we celebrate the victory and reign of our Lord Jesus in the heavens even while he is there where we cannot see him. And I preach to you the gospel of Jesus Christ under this theme, the ascended Christ continues his work from heaven through his church. And he promises greater works and granted prayers. Our Lord Jesus explained that because of his ascension, anyone who believes in him will also do the works that Christ Jesus does. The word works that Jesus uses refers to all that he had already revealed to his disciples. His humility, John 13, we read of that. His acts of love, his proclamation of God's truth, and also the miraculous signs that he had done. Our Lord Jesus promised that just as he fulfilled the special task given to him by his Father, so also everyone who believes in Jesus will fulfill the Father's plan for their lives. All that our Lord Jesus began to do and to teach when he was on earth, he would continue to do after his ascension, but now through us, through his church. We could see that the Lord Jesus Christ is alive we can see that he is in heaven through the work that he is continuing to do on the earth through his church. And our Lord Jesus goes further and he adds in John 14 verse 12, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. It's very interesting to read. How can anyone do greater works things and the things that our Lord Jesus did. What does the word greater mean in this context? Well, the word greater cannot mean more important because there is nothing that any person can do that is more important than Jesus' love that brought him to the cross. Nothing more important than his grace by which he bore God's wrath for undeserving sinners. There's nothing 
greater, more important than Christ's righteousness in our place, for which God raised him from the dead. Well, the word greater also probably doesn't mean more impressive, because it's hard to imagine a miracle or ability that was ever greater than Jesus' ability to know what others were thinking, and then perform miracles even at a great distance. The word greater also cannot refer to the higher number of deeds done for God's kingdom due to the sheer number of believers who would burst forth as the fruit of the seed that had died. Because then Jesus would have used a different word and said, as a whole, all of you Christians together will do more works than me. But Jesus didn't say everybody together doing more works. But he said, whoever believes in me will do greater works. Everyone who believes in Jesus Christ will do greater works than he did. So what makes them greater? The works we do are greater because they are done by people who were once dead in their trespasses and sins and who now have access to the divine majesty through the ascended Lord Jesus Christ. It's not what we do that makes our works greater, but it is that we believers are the ones who are able to do them and that we can do them because of Christ's ascension. The very fact that we find it so gracious to hear that we might do the works that Jesus does, that we might be Christ-like in our lives, it highlights why our works are called greater than those our Lord Jesus did while he was on the earth. The love of the Son of God for the children he has made, that's one thing. But the love that a converted sinner shows to another person is even more amazing because it goes against our very sinful nature. If left on our own, we would never show that love and humility and service. The works that Christians after Christ's ascension do are greater works because they are performed by those who on their own cannot do anything in their own strength. The godly works, the humble love of Christians now transformed by God's spirit can be compared to, to seeing a little child who only knows how to crawl, now winning the pole vault competition, or to a blind person winning the shooting competition for accuracy on the targets. It's a greater work. It's amazing to see. It's impossible, humanly speaking. Do not underestimate, then, how amazing it is to see Christian love, Christian service, giving your lives for the kingdom as you look at how you live. We praise God that he can make people who are by nature dead in their sins begin to dedicate their lives to serving God, to loving him in all sincerity, for giving their lives to him in thankfulness. This is 
a greater work. It's precisely because God is working in us through his grace that every godly work, every kind deed and word, every sacrifice that is made for the kingdom of God can be called one of those greater works. Jesus says that we will do greater works than these because he is going to the Father. The works of believers who live after Christ's ascension are greater than those who lived before his ascension because they are all done in the context of the victory of Jesus Christ and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We live in the last days after Christ. Jesus has destroyed death and has ascended into heaven as the eternal king. And we have the privilege of being instruments in God's almighty hands. Our ascended king allows us already now to share in his victory. And so he is working through us. And the works that he, he brings us to are, are greater than ever before, not only in the physical realm, but also in the spiritual realm. No one in all the wor world can do the works that we are able to do apart from Jesus Christ. Works that we can only do because we are in Jesus Christ. And if you look closely at our text, you can see how our Lord Jesus reveals his role in every deed, every greater work that we do. It is our Lord Jesus who answers our prayers. It is he that does what we ask in his name so that the Father is glorified in the Son. Our ascended Lord continues his work from heaven through us and he supports us in this task through our prayers. He grants our prayers. In order to be faithful servants of the eternal king of heaven, we can see that we need help from him every day. Who are we on our own? We are nothing. We are incapable. We do not have the strength. Praying to God in Jesus Christ is a necessary part of the life of every sinner who wants to be Christ-like in humility, in service, in sincere worship, and in love. Christians who live after Christ's ascension constantly are seeking God's grace and spirit to guide and to keep them as they live in the calling that they received. That is why when Jesus talks about his ascension, he also explains to us exactly how he will help us through prayer. In light of the importance of the task that the Lord Jesus has given to us, to, to his church, until he returns, it's very important, brothers and sisters, to think about your prayer life, how you are carrying out your task as you seek to be a faithful servant of Jesus Christ, as you're turning to the Lord in prayer to be an instrument in his hand, what should your prayer look like? How do we show that we believe in the ascension of Jesus Christ when we pray? What can we ask for? What can we expect in answer to our prayers? Our Lord Jesus teaches us that we ought to pray in his name. We know 
the words for already at a very young age. And I think if we ask the children, how should you end your prayer? They, they all know it's in Jesus' name or for Jesus' sake. What does that mean? What do those words mean? Do you realize how praying in Jesus' name or praying for Jesus' sake, that's directly connected to his ascension into heaven? You see, when our Lord Jesus ascended into heaven, he took his place before the Father in heaven, the creator of, of all things, so that Jesus Christ might stand between and intercede between his church and God the Father's throne in heaven. Hebrews 7 verse 25 confirms that Jesus Christ is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. He is the way through which we can come to the Father. And so when we speak to the Father in prayer, you can know that your Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, is presenting these requests to the almighty creator of heaven and earth. You see, as you pray, the, the heavens are open. You have access to the, the glory of God the Father, his divine majesty. And since your heavenly Father, the creator of heaven and earth, will never turn away from the requests of his beloved Son who lives for his Father's glory, when you know that Jesus pleads your case before the Father, you see that it's a guarantee that our prayers are heard. Romans and Hebrews also tells us, they emphasize that Jesus never stops interceding for you. He equips, he enables us with 24-7 support. When you pray, and you know your prayers ascend to the majestic throne of God in heaven at any time, from anywhere in the world. Jesus takes the words that you speak on his own lips, he presents them to the Father as his own prayer. The Father hears the prayers we speak in Jesus' name, for Jesus' sake, as if they are requests of his own victorious Son, it's an amazing privilege to be able to pray with such certainty. And we pray with such certainty because we believe, we know that Jesus Christ ascended into heaven victorious. Now, praying in Jesus' name is a guarantee and a limitation. It limits what we pray for, what we seek. A prayer in Christ's name is a prayer that is in harmony with whatever Christ Jesus has revealed about himself. Such prayers are based on the Lord's Prayer in which our Lord Jesus revealed what a true child of God led by the Spirit will desire. He shows us what Christians want. And so when we pray for Jesus' sake or in Jesus' name, we understand that he is presenting our requests as if they, they are his own. It keeps us from being selfish in our prayers. That, that picture helps us to stay focused on the kingdom of God, 
the glory of our Father. So what is it that our Lord Jesus wants for you? He wants for you exactly what he has already obtained for you by his life on the earth, his death on the cross, his resurrection, his ascension, Pentecost. And as you carry out his work on the earth, the Lord Jesus does not want you, his children, to be scared. He does not want you to be lonely or proud or selfish. So you can be sure that when you ask your Lord to remove these things, he will answer your prayer. In Jesus' name, you can pray for comfort, peace, and changed hearts because this is exactly what Jesus wants for you as he revealed when he accomplished these gifts for you by his death, his victory over sin and death, by allowing you to see the glory of heaven. You can be sure that he will sign his name to your request to receive what he has specifically obtained for you as his children. He equips you to do these greater gifts, these greater works when you pray to him, when you ask him for his grace and Holy Spirit. He promises us with his own words in the verses we read together in John 14. And our Lord Jesus also reveals in our text that we ought to pray in such a way that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The goal of all our lives, everything we say, everything we think, everything that we do, the goal is to glorify the Father by doing his will and walking with him in love. But since we have fallen into sin, that's only possible in the Son. Now that we belong to the Son, we can pray as God's children for Jesus' sake. We can know that if we ask anything, and this is 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15, if we ask anything, According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we asked of him. By connecting our prayers to glorifying the name of our Father in heaven, our Lord Jesus shows us how the, the Spirit leads us to pray for all the down-to-earth things that we are involved in each and every day. We glorify God by our work. So we can pray for guidance in the task and calling we have received that we leave our homes for to do each day. We glorify God in our relationships so we can pray that God will help us reflect Jesus Christ in the way that we relate to the people around us. We glorify God in our worship so we can ask him to bring us here together to rejoice together in the communion of saints. We glorify him as we do these greater works than these in Jesus' name. And since Christ has ascended into heaven, we can ask God to grant us what Christ has obtained for us so that we may truly walk with God each day, loving him, loving our neighbor. Jesus is really and truly 
in heaven before the Father for us. That's why he can tell us to ask anything in his name and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, let us pray with confidence. Let us see with the eyes of faith that our Lord Jesus is before the Father. There is no doubt. You, I, we can be confident. We share in his victory. Christ will do greater works than these through us who remain connected to him through regular prayers. And let us approach this throne of grace with confidence. Sing praise to the king whose dominion is visible from one end of the earth to, to the other, to all over his creation. Amen.